Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is July 28th, 2017. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. And we are coming to you today with a, a complete recap of our coverage from yesterday's introductions as Aaron Aflalo and Maurice Bates were introduced to the Orlando media and officially signed by the Orlando Magic. We're not going to forget about you, Ken Birch, but I'll probably talk about you on another podcast because Aflalo and Spates uh, certainly have an interesting story about them as they return, as they come to Orlando, return to the Orlando area for both of them. So I'll talk about that, and then I'll also talk a little bit more about the expectations now for the Magic now that they've made these signings and, and now... I feel pretty safe in saying that free agency is over for the Orlando Magic. But before we get going, I do want to make a couple of quick podcast announcements. First, I'd like to apologize uh, for not having the Facebook Live that I promised on yesterday's show. There were some technical difficulties with the Facebook Live uh, uh, setup that we had, uh, so we were unable to, to do it at the appointed at, at three o'clock on Thursday. Um, we will be doing some of those, some more of those uh, for Friday episodes moving forward as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. So be sure to do, be sure to, be sure to check those out, and be sure to check out the Locked On Podcast Network on Facebook. That's where we'll be hosting them. So go ahead and like Locked On Pods. I believe it is on Facebook, Locked On Podcasts on Facebook. Uh, so be sure to check that out. And then also a quick announcement about next week. I will have an episode on Monday. But then I am actually going to be off. Uh, I'm, I'm actually taking another vacation next week. So there won't be very many episodes next week. There'll just be the Monday episode. I'll try and make that show a good one for you all. Uh, but uh, don't you know? Maybe I'll maybe I'll try and do a, a quick impromptu Facebook Live on Monday for Tuesday. But next week uh, the episodes will be dry. Uh, so do not expect a podcast next week as I am taking yet another summer vacation. So. Uh, apologize for those that that need it, um, but I am definitely in need of some time off, so I, I'm going to take it when I can as I as I try try and get away from things a little bit. I think things will quiet down just a tad. But let's get that stuff out of the way and let's dive into the important stuff, and that is the magic bringing in Aaron Aflalo and Reese Spates officially. We've talked about these signings a whole heck of a lot already. Uh, on the show, we did the whole podcast uh, earlier this week uh, with with the Orlando Magic podcast, talking about the offseason signings. And, and now that Aflalo and Spates are in town uh, and, and and met the media, it, it, it's become even more clear just what kind of fit they're going to be. Uh, it's perhaps not abundantly clear, or not 100% clear, uh, exactly what their playing time or what their role is going to be. 
But what is clear is that they both want to be here. That they both wanted to come to Orlando. And they, and they not only did they see opportunity on the roster in Orlando, they saw opportunity for something more. For both Maurice Spates and Aaron Aflalo, this was very much their homecoming. We saw it with Aflalo on his Instagram account. He posted several, like, just really, like, surprisingly nice comments about Orlando. He had, like, all his magic gear from his previous stint laid out on his hotel bed and he and, and said on Instagram, I am not taking this off. And Aflalo was just absolutely beaming about returning to Orlando. And he said he felt like this was a place where his career hit its peak and it just hasn't been the same since. Uh, since I left here, it's been, uh, I wouldn't say the most positive experiences, but, um, you know, you, being in the NBA, you have to be happy. You have to be happy, and uh, this is by far the happiest place I've been, not because I was able to play some of my best basketball, but just on the court, off the court, the environment, the city, um, you know, being here with John and Jeff, I, I just think there's a combination of so many things that uh, just really fulfilled me as a person. And uh, when you're happy as a person, I think it brings the best out of you, you know, as a professional. And it's not that Aaron Aflalo played so poorly in a sense with the Blazers, Nuggets, Knicks, and Kings, but he certainly lacked some of the stability. And, and yes, his skills seem to degrade a little bit. The reality is in Orlando, he was asked to be the man. He was the primary offensive option. He was the guy that the team turned to to create baskets, to be the star. He was nearly an all-star in Orlando. And so despite all the losses, it was the best part of his career. He was given the freedom to play and to push his skills to their limits. And they did go to the limits with him. But ultimately... It was clear that the Magic needed to move in a different direction, and and he probably needed to go to a role that fit him best, and he struggled to find that since. Not helping is the instability of not staying in the same place for very long. The Nuggets traded him at the deadline to the Portland Trailblazers, who let him walk. He signed with the New York Knicks for a year, then signed with the Sacramento Kings, and now he's back in Orlando, someplace that might provide at least familiarity, if not stability, for him. The Magic did not sign Aaron Aflalo to be the guy that he was in his first stint in Orlando. They're not expecting him to be their primary star. In fact, even in that second unit, I don't think he's the number one guy, although he's probably the best at creating his own offense in the bunch. The Magic signed him to help spread the floor, to be a three-point shooter. He shot 41.1% from beyond the arc last year. He was a decent three-point shooter in Orlando. He's someone that defenses have to respect behind the three-point line. And that's what the Magic are really going for here. They're looking for a steady veteran who can spread the floor. That's what Aaron Aflalo has done for much of his career. And now as he gets into the latter stages of of his career, that's something that he will provide once again. But that perspective that Aflalo has from kind of wandering around the wilderness of the NBA for a little while is something that's going to be valuable for this young team too. The Magic are still a young team. That starting lineup is still incredibly young. I think every player in the starting lineup is still younger than 25 years old.
They will also have a lot of veterans coming off the bench in Spates and Aflalo especially, but Shelvin Mack is there too. And that second unit now all of a sudden has some beef to it. There's going to be a little bit of competition. And so that perspective that Aflalo brings is going to be really, really valuable. And knowing the lay of the land in Orlando, even with the new management group, although this is essentially the management group that drafted him, uh, Jeff Weltman and John Hammond were both with the Detroit Pistons at the time that Aaron Aflalo was drafted. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Jeff Weltman was also in Denver when the, when the Nuggets acquired him from the Pistons the first time. This is a place where Aaron Aflalo can feel comfortable, and if Aaron Aflalo can get back to a very, a very more comfortable level, then this will be a happy homecoming for him. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. And just like it's a homecoming for Aaron Aflalo, it's also a homecoming for Marie Spates. Spates, as, as everyone knows, has bounced around the league a lot, but he is a Florida Gator. He was a, he was a backup center on the 2007 National Championship team. He started as a sophomore in 2008. And he was born in St. Petersburg, Florida, near Tampa, about two hours away from, from, from Orlando, for those that don't know Florida geography. And, you know, this is something you don't know until you ask. Putting on that magic uniform means a lot to Marie Spates. I feel like the opportunity is here to come here. This is my dream team. I've been dreaming to come here since I started watching basketball, so... To have the opportunity to come here is, like I said, is an unreal feeling. This is a guy who has been in the league now for roughly 10 years, about a decade, has been in a lot of different situations, has won a championship as a key contributing member, has changed his game to fit the modern style, and said essentially, I've won a championship, I've won a national championship, an NBA championship. My only dream left is to, to be a member of the Magic. Just pretty crazy to, to, to think about in, in some ways. Uh, Spates' fit with this team is a little less certain than Aflalo's, even though they're, they're both on the same veterans' minimum contract. Uh, there's still Nikola Vucevic and Bismack Biombo at the center position, but Spates said you know, his leadership's going to come in a different way, you know, or his, his role is going to be played out in a different way. He's going to do whatever his team asks him to do. If, if they need him to start, if they need him to play, he's going to play it. But if, if they also need him to be the cheerleader on the bench or be the guy that pulls someone aside to talk to them and, and add that leadership, that's something he can do too. And doing both of these things is exactly why the Magic brought Maurice Spates in. Yeah, he can spread the floor. He's a good stretch five off the bench. But he's not just here for some sentimental reason. He's here for the experience that he brings. I just know my role in this league, man. I just know if I want to stay in this league, I got to be a, a role player. And it's, 
that's my role, and it's always been my role. So to come in and, and give a spark when the team is down, that's what that's what championship teams is built for. Spates will actually be the first player with an NBA championship ring to play for the Orlando Magic since Glenn Davis was on the team. Uh, it's been a while since the Magic have had that kind of experience. And again, you know, that's not the end-all, be-all, obviously, because Spates was a bit player for that championship Warriors team coming off the bench. And, and he's, he's, like he said, a role player. But he's been to the top of that mountain. He knows what it takes, and he's seen what championship teams do. And I do think that rubs off on people and rubs off on players. But ultimately, what brought Maurice Spates to Orlando was home, was family. He has a lot of family in St. Pete. A lot of them were actually at the Amway Center as part of his media introduction. He's someone that said that first time he puts on a Magic uniform is going to be a very special moment for him. One that he'll be able to get over, obviously, pretty pretty quickly. But it's gonna—it's meaningful for him to be here, and for a franchise that has struggled in free agency, especially the last five years, hasn't had much reason to be attractive to other teams, to other to, to free agents. Having two veteran players like Aflalo and Spates, who specifically say they want to be in Orlando. That definitely has some meaning. That definitely suggests something different about this team. And they have their own reasons for wanting to be in Orlando. It's not necessarily for the roster itself. It's Aflalo feels comfortable with the people and with the city. Spates, it's coming home. Magic are certainly not above taking advantage of those preferences. But... People who want to be in Orlando are likely to play a little bit better and fill those roles that the team needs. Because this season has quickly shifted its focus and shifted its expectations. If you listen to our podcast uh, a few days ago uh, with the Orlando Magic podcast, uh, we talked at the very end about what kind of season this is going to turn out to be. And we kind of joked toward the end that this is a huge prove-it season for a lot of players. Aaron Gordon and Alfred Payton will be free agents, of course, at the end of the season. Aaron Aflalo and Marie Spates will be as well. Um, Nikola Vucevic is going to be entering the final year of his contract after the season ends. Bismack Biombo, Evan Fournier have to prove that they're worth their contracts. A lot of players have to prove to new management that they belong here. And with the Magic largely keeping the same starting keeping the same starting lineup intact and making some moves off the bench, but not a lot of long term moves, they're essentially telling this returning group, show us you're worth keeping. Show us that you're part of this team's future. And how best to do that was definitely a big question entering this offseason. Remember, before we started this offseason, we knew that the Magic had very little cap room. And so we didn't expect any major free agency moves. 
And so it felt very much like it would be this kind of prove-it year where the, the returning starters would have to show that they belong and they'd be given the chance to do so. It was widely assumed that with free agency, the Magic would look to bolster their depth, but might do so through, you know, adding a veteran maybe, but through young guys. I think we all expected that Mario Azonia would get another look, that Marcus Georges Hunt, who played fantastic at Summer League, would get a serious look at the rotation. You know, we expected that the team would look to youth to kind of fill out the rest of the roster and let the chips fall where they may. I, I, I said this on the podcast. I've said this a few times. It felt almost like the Magic were okay with whatever result happened this year. They win. They make the playoffs. Young players get experience. They, they play meaningful games. Fans are happy. Fantastic. They struggle. They lose. You learn a little bit more about the, the team that you have. Year comes off everyone's contract. You begin making moves, and and like, like you know, we all kind of sense with a lot of these players, the trade market is probably going to be better at the trade deadline than it is now. So the, I don't I don't think the Magic are standing pat with what they have, even if they're winning, even if they're pl- they're outperforming expectations. But now things have begun to change. The Magic didn't go young with their free agent signings. The only young guy they really signed was Jonathan Simmons, and he's twenty eight. Shelvin Mack is also in that mix. Aaron Aflalo and Marie Spates are veterans, 30-year-olds, who will be kind of leaders and pillars for this team off the bench. Now, all of a sudden, with the work the Magic have done, people are beginning to think about what could be. The Magic felt comfortable enough to invest in these veteran players. And as Josh Robinson the Lander Sentinel pointed out, it does seem to signal that the team is thinking about the 2018 season not as a stepping stone to something, but in isolation as, as something that demands results too. It's not to say that the Magic were never not interested in the playoffs. I think the Magic were always interested in the playoffs. It's been a five-year playoff drought. I've, I've heard those calls as well. The Magic wanted to win, but were they going to sell the farm to do so? Not quite. And they haven't done that either. They haven't committed any long-term money here. But it does begin to get the sense. It does begin to feel like the Magic are indeed looking to push and make a playoff run in 2018. Again, that doesn't mean they're all in, pushing chips in, giving out long-term money. It just means that the expectations are for the Magic to at least be competitive, for the Magic to put a team on the floor that they believe can win. Because when you look at the team after the All-Star break, the starting lineup played fine. The starting lineup had a positive net rating. It's one of the actually one of the better starting lineups in the league after the All-Star break. The bench was atrocious. And so it does feel like the Magic have improved their bench. Second unit of Shelvin Mack, Jonathan Simmons, Jonathan Isaac, Aaron Aflalo, and Bismack Biombo 
with Maurice Spates still hanging around there, with Ken Burch still hanging around there. That does seem like something you can build around. That does seem like something that will support a starting lineup that played well. Now, the starting lineup has to do its end, too, and it has to play better defense. That defense after the Ulster break was horrendous. But the numbers do suggest that there was something, and whoever it was, Frank Vogel probably can probably convinced them to say, look, if you need if you find a deal that's great, go go for it. But we believed, and the numbers bear this out, that the starting lineup last year to end the season was producing at a high level, and that it's something that we can grow from in 2018. So the question is, did the Magic improve their bench enough? It certainly feels that way, because the Magic didn't stand pat with their bench at all. In fact, except for Bismack Biombo, all five members of the of the projected two deep, all five members of that bench are new players. The Magic worked hard this summer to improve their bench. They used their cap room judiciously and wisely. They waited. They were patient. They didn't overpay for anybody. Every single one of their players, I think they got on a good deal. Shelvin Mack may be a bit of an overpay, but again, a one-year deal with the second-year non-guaranteed isn't going to kill you in the long term. The Magic have put themselves in a position this year to see if their team can make the playoffs, to see if their group is good enough, see how things play out without hurting that long-term future. And that was something that Jeff Weltman and the Magic absolutely had to do. And so, you know, Frank Vogel, as a coach, was always saying his belief is to win and that he believes in the playoffs. To some frustration at the end of the season, he said, we're not going to tank to end the season. We're going to try and win games. We see value in winning. And I'm in that boat too. I always see value in winning. Winning is always a good thing. But with the addition of Aaron Afal and Marie Spates, it does signal that the Magic are a little more serious about it than maybe we all thought. That the Magic are prepared and are ready to make the playoffs and view that as a legitimate, achievable goal. And I will say this. I don't know if I'm ready to to predict the Magic will make the playoffs, but in this Eastern Conference and with this roster, if, if players make the improvements that we anticipate, and, and how they finish the year is, is real. Making the playoffs is a realistic and achievable goal for this team. And so now, those are the expectations. Though That is the clear goal for the team. And it may still be the case that if they fall short of that goal, no harm, no foul. No long-term money. We'll figure out how to move around some of the pieces to, to, to get in a better position. And you get another high lottery pick. Can't hurt still. But I think it it can't. It, I think we can begin talking more seriously about the magic within the context of making the playoffs as the goal for the team, not just a sort of general improvement. I want to thank you again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. I hope you enjoyed this week's uh, slate of episodes, including our episode with the Orlando Magic podcast from a few days ago on the Orlando Magic Daily podcast, which you can get on the Locked On Magic feed. Uh, Again, apologies for the the false start with the Facebook Live. Be sure to follow and like 
Locked On Podcasts. It's, I believe it's the Locked On Pods on Facebook. Uh, be sure to, to, to like them for all of our Facebook live feeds. We'll be doing that uh, very soon. Uh, we'll be starting that up pretty soon, I think, uh, as a network-wide initiative. So we'll be checking. Be sure to check that out when it happens. I'll, I'll let everyone know. Don't worry. Um, of course, you can f- subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. And, of course, you can also uh, follow podcasts on Twitter at Locked On Magic, as well as on Facebook at Locked On Magic. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. That's P-H-I-L-I-P-R-R underscore omd. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com, as well as at omagicdaily on Twitter. That's going to do it for me today. I will see you all again Monday before I head out on vacation next week. Until then, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich of Locked On Magic and Orlando Magic Daily. See you all again next time on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.